Welcome to Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop, where you'll find the unique, the bizarre, and sometimes the haunted. Feel free to look around, peruse the items, and never fear. There's nothing here that bites. Hard, anyway. <laughs> well, hello there. So delightful to see you've returned once again to Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. I am your shopkeeper, Chris Baker. Uh, come on in, look around, peruse the items. If you notice over there on the counter by the register, you'll see we've received a new lot today. I haven't really had a chance to go through, but I do know that it is a collection of family portraits probably turn of the century, early 1900s. If you'll look, you'll see it is multi-generational as we see some of the fresh young faces of years gone by turn old and grizzled and hardened by the, by the tough life these folks had led. But it's not only a hard life that can turn somebody hard with age, it is also neglect. And therein lies the heart of today's Odds Bodkins Curiosity Shop episode. So let's pull out the kinetoscope and take a look at the new Netflix film, Old People. There's an office quote that this movie, Old People, makes me think of quite often. Of course, Michael's asking, uh, why do we as a society hate old people so much? And the Creed Bratton character says, because they're lame. Well, old people are not lame, but it does seem like uh, old people kind of become societal pariahs uh, once they've uh, outlasted their quote-unquote usefulness. And that really is the heart of this movie, Old People. It is a German film and directed by Andy Fetcher. I don't know much about this director. I do know that he's done mainly television, uh, mostly episodes, some short films. He did a, a made-for-TV movie, but this is his first like feature film project, and he wrote and directed this as well. So any problems you have with the, uh, the story, uh, you can blame it on Andy Fetcher. But I have to say right off the bat that, well, this is not a perfect film. It was an enjoyable watch. It did have a lot of interesting things. It they had a lot of frustrating things in this, but but it did have an interesting idea and it had some visuals that were quite shocking, quite disturbing, and really did make this kind of a, at times, a frightening horror film to watch. Now, for those that don't know about old people, it's a, a woman travels home uh, with her two kids to celebrate her sister's wedding. And instead of uh, the joy of, of seeing her sister wedded to the love of her life, uh, she ends up running from blood-seeking old folks. So we're going to talk about this, and I'm going to try not to be too terribly spoilery, but we are going to get into some spoilers probably later on. Hell, I, I may even slip and let some things spoil. So if you don't want any spoilers, go watch Old People. I think you'll probably enjoy it. If you like horror, uh, you might enjoy it. There, there are going to be some things you'll dig about this. It's, like I said, not a perfect movie, but I think it is worth a watch. Uh, so if you don't want any spoilers, go watch that. Come back and listen to my thoughts. But like I said, I'm going to try to be as unspoilery as possible. Tell you what happens without telling you how it happens sort of situation. And, uh, and like I said, we will get to some spoiler territory a little bit later. We first get introduced 
into this world of old people with probably one of the the more disturbing scenes of the movie. And you see this this girl, she's a, a healthcare worker. She's going to take care of this older gentleman in his apartment building. And she goes in and just things don't seem right. And she's looking for the guy. And you, you think this is the girl. This is who we're going to see this movie through the perspective of. She is going to be our, our heroine, our final girl, whatever you want to call it. She is going to be the main character. And, and she seems nice. She seems very caring. Like I said, she's a, a healthcare worker, so she cares about this patient she's going to see. You, you assume that she's taken fairly good care of this older gentleman. And like I said, she goes into the apartment. The door is ajar. Uh, just things aren't right. She can't find him. And then he finally shows up and attacks her in one of the most brutal. I mean, it was it was jarring how violent this movie, while it didn't get terribly gory at times, it did have some violent moments that just were, it, it, it kind of made me sit up a little straighter in my on the couch and and kind of pay attention a little more because it was just uh, some of the some of the scenes like I said were were quite violent quite graphic in the violence without being graphic with special effects and blood and guts and that sort of thing but you really get a, a nice shock to get you into this world and you think oh shit uh, we're in for something and you get a lot of voiceovers throughout this and I think that's probably where I had some of the problem with the, it really wasn't over explanation, but it was, I don't know. Some of the voiceovers just talked about things that made the story a little less believable. And now we're, we're going to talk about it. I, I can't talk about this movie without spoiling some things. So if you, you didn't turn it off and you don't want any spoilers, uh, this is your last chance to check out because I, I got to talk about this. So pretty much this story starts with the voiceover that in in olden times long ago uh, a demon or, or some sort of evil entity would enter into old people because they were the most vulnerable and they would cause these old people to uh, rage and violence uh, acts of rage and violence and this is something that happens every so often and it happens and then it dissipates and then everybody forgets about it but this first time we see it which they're implying that this is something that's happened before the events of this movie and it doesn't seem like it's that long ago so it really doesn't lord of the ring things where things pass into legend over thousands of years sort of situation this has been maybe years and people don't forget that sort of stuff people don't forget old people uprisings where old people are killing and blowing shit up and beating the bejesus out of people with their oxygen tank people don't forget that lightly so automatically the premise is like oh okay i'm still invested i'll still watch i'm still buying this but that just kind of made it seem a little like trying to build its own lore that it felt very forced and very shoehorned into the movie so right off the bat you have this really great scene to open the movie then you get explanation that just it makes sense but it just like i said felt very forced then you meet this family ella she's the mom there's the older sister teenage sister laura and the younger kind of 10 11 12 year old precocious young boy uh noah and they're going to ella's sister uh sana to to celebrate her wedding at 
at their old home in their old hometown. You find out that Ella's ex-husband, Lucas, is is there. Of course, he's got a new girlfriend. There's that dynamic between those two characters, uh, Ella and Lucas, the kids and Ella and Lucas. The kids didn't want their parents to separate what kids do. And there's kind of that uh, broken family dynamic about this that makes some pretty awkward scenes later on when when the kids essentially force uh, their parents to dance together. And then you see the the girlfriend of Lucas, Kim, uh, standing off on the side looking not terribly happy. But we're also introduced to Ike. He is an old man. He's Ella and Sana's father. He's at this old folks home. And we go to this old folks home, uh, this retirement facility, and we get to meet a lot of the old people that are the titular characters of this. Ellen and Sana are bringing Ike back to their old homestead so he can be there for the wedding. And they go to this old folks home and it is, you know, it's it's not... It's not kept up. There's somebody dropped a, a tray and there's food all over the floor. There's people that are, are just neglected. And it really is the overarching beat you over the head mercilessly theme of this about how we treat our old people. Not to say it's not a noble theme and not that it's not a theme that should be taken seriously, but Jesus, please, uh, you get it shoved in your face, uh, like I said, mercilessly throughout this movie. But there's also a character, and I can't remember his name, uh, but he is a he is kind of what turns out to be the the ringleader of the old people. He's tall. He's old, dressed in, I don't know if it's all black, but very dark clothes. If you take Michael Myers and make him really old and without a mask, you get this character. I mean, you also get Michael Myers from the David Gordon Green Halloween's movies because it's pretty much the same thing. But uh, <laughs> old Michael Myers, uh, that's that's kind of how this character felt in some regards. Not entirely, but in a lot of regards, he felt very much like a, a Michael Myers type presence or, or shape, if you will. But again, you know, these old folks, they're at this home. They're not treated very well. And all of a sudden, something snaps and they go on a rampage and end up making their way to this this home that Ella and Sana and their family are all staying at. Along the way, killing people, blowing shit up, causing car wrecks, and and therein lies the the basis of this story and the basis of how we get to it. And from there on out, it, it's a pretty chilling movie i mean there are some some brutal violent scenes the scenes where the the main old person the main old guy comes into sauna and her husband's wedding bed and (laughs) unscrews this metal ball off the top of something and puts it in his sock and uses it like a ball and chain and just beats the bejesus out of sauna and her husband uh it's it's shocking. It's brutal. It's graphic without being too terribly bloody. It's just a very violent scene, and it's 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 bone chilling to watch. I wasn't expecting that type of violence in this movie. Not that I didn't enjoy it, because it was. It did 
provide a lot of shock and a lot of horror uh, in that vein of horror. And another thing I kind of liked about this is that the old people, uh, from what I understand, uh, apparently all the old people they got for this just had a blast running around this movie set and, and acting creepy and weird and doing all this stuff. But the, the one thing I did like about it, they didn't make, I mean, outside of like a couple characters, the main old guy, there's a main old woman that when he's taken captive, she kind of steps up as the ringleader. I mean, they come across as villainous and evil, but everyone else just kind of feels like old people that while they don't feel completely taken over by something, uh, they still feel real enough to think, oh, that's just, that's just grandpa and something's wrong with him and he's he's out for he's out for blood but you never get the sense that like they're taken over by a demon or or like i said they don't go over the top with trying to make these old people into creatures now like i said there are some moments uh where like this this one is kind of crawling on hands and feet on all fours uh, creepily there are the creepy looks and the smiles that you get from some of them they were definitely quite frightening i like that they didn't go over the top with almost making them feel like creatures they still felt human you've still felt like there was there was a person in there it's just something's gone on something's gone wrong and we are where we're at and i like that i like that that little bit of realism it felt like this is these are actual people and this could actually be happening another thing i kind of liked about this is the ike character because you don't get a lot of dialogue you don't get any dialogue from him until the end uh really and i liked the relationship between him and ella there's a strained relationship there they've been estranged for quite some time he didn't like the fact that she was leaving lucas and, and divorcing him and they hadn't talked in in numerous years and and for whatever reason he is he doesn't speak throughout this and he's just kind of there but there's always that you know once the old people start attacking you're wondering what's going to happen with him and it really kind of built a lot of tension and what if and when is it when's when's it going to happen when is he going to attack somebody it always it led to a, a lot of tension being built in in what already felt like a very tense scene where you got this house surrounded by these old people and you've got an old man inside and you don't know what he's going to do. But like I said, I really liked the relationship Ella had with him and the way they played that out where she at some point expects the worst of him and takes out on him what what she thinks he may have done and then finds out later that he didn't do that uh he actually did the opposite of that and it just you know it was a very complicated relationship and in a movie that was filled with some unnecessary explanation of things some kind of silly exposition that you're like okay uh, they bring this up because that's gonna play. <laughs> that's gonna play out later. Uh, we're gonna see that show up later. This was one of the really good bits of writing where I thought the kind of twist worked. The other things that I, I, I didn't think were done very well was the tunnel between the house and the the other building. The kid out of nowhere talks about, "Hey, Grandpa talked about this tunnel from the house to the other quarters," and I'm like, "Well, that's gonna show up somewhere else later in this movie." Uh, there's that there is laura who is off with some boy she likes and he tells her about 
uh, this totem that they find in the woods and how the spirits that break up families are cursed and these spirits that uh, that keep families together are blessed. And I'm like, well, that's kind of hokey, but that's going to show up later in this movie. And they both do. I mean, uh, it was quite obvious. When the kids are making their escape, they use that tunnel that they, they brought up. So, you know, you knew that that was there and that was an option. And then in the climax, the, the bit about the spirit that keeps families together is blessed and that shows up and we'll talk about that when i talk about the the climax here in a little bit but like i said this movie did a lot of really good stuff with with tension building and atmosphere the the look of it looked good the the cinematography looked good it just it felt like a very country setting and the night scenes looked great with the backlighting and they did a lot with the silhouettes of these old people standing outside. There was just a lot of beautiful imagery. And like I said, I really like the cinematography. I like the look of the movie. I like the atmosphere and the tension that they, they built with a lot of these scenes. Because they had some jump scares, but they did jump scares right. There wasn't like a big bang to startle you. It was, there's nothing there. And then you turn and then there's that old guy. Uh, standing there. They did some really good jump scares that weren't over the top. I'm not a huge fan of jump scares, uh, but that's mainly because jump scares are done horribly. And in this, I thought they did the jump scares very well, very natural feeling. I also like the handheld camera vibe. Uh, it really felt like, you know, some of those great, like Frank Darabont's The Mist, how they kind of used a lot of handheld uh, based off what uh, was done on, what was that Michael Chiklis show, The the Wire or something like that. Anyway, they, they did a lot of handheld and it really felt like you were in the scene with these characters, uh, with this handheld style. Uh, there was a scene where one of the old people just clubs somebody and as they're clubbing this person and that person's reacting the camera moves and jerks uh almost like you know the the cameraman uh which is from your perspective like you're being startled as well i just really liked what they did with the camera work in this movie a couple of the things i really didn't like is the kim character because she seems very nice at first but then as her jealousy towards Lucas and the obvious still feelings he has for his ex-wife Ella start to show up she starts to do some horrible things and it really kind of played into that old trope of the one character who is morally bankrupt or they seem like a good person but then when the shits hits the fan uh we see their true colors and find out that they're morally bankrupt uh you know at some point she's willing to sacrifice one of the kids to to save herself she's willing to sacrifice ella to to get rid of her and and then in a weird moment where things are going down and it looks like you know everybody's gonna die she sacrifices herself and i don't know if it's so much uh she is afraid that uh she's gonna die and she's gonna go out the way she wants to go out she goes upstairs and jumps out the window onto the front porch where where the old people uh, are, are trying to get ella and lucas 
I don't know whether it's so much that or she sees the family battling and she's upset with what she's done and she's sacrificing herself uh, so they can get Ella in as a way to redeem herself. It's not really clear. Either way, I didn't care for the treatment of the character. Like I said, it was very cliche. The, the person that is morally bankrupt and is willing to put everyone else at danger and then sacrifices themselves to, to make amends at the end. I just, I've seen that before. Uh, they could have found something a little more interesting and less cliche to do with this character. The one thing I found quite shocking though, was the fact that they did kill off the parents. Uh, Lucas gets stabbed in the leg uh, because the old people are trying to break in the door and they're, they're clawing at him and stabbing at him as he's trying to, to pull the door shut and he gets his femoral artery cut and essentially bleeds out. Uh, it wasn't a, it wasn't a great death. I mean, I expected something a little more, uh, I don't know, something with a little more panache, but I think it was appropriate because he died trying to protect his family. Uh, he didn't go out in a blaze of glory. He went out in, uh, not even, not a whimper that, that sounds a little too cold and callous, but, uh, he, he died saving his family and, what does he get for it? He bleeds out in a chair. Uh, it's just very tragic, I guess, is what it is. And then you have the mom as they're going through the tunnel. She sends the kids in first, and she's essentially holding off all the old people until they grab her and pull her and and, and kill her. And it, that was a, I think that was probably the the more heroic sacrifice, self sacrifice. Uh, of the parent that I expected from the dad, but I'm glad we at least got it with the mom, Ella. And then the whole showdown at the end where the kids come out, the the other quarters, they've gone through the tunnel, they come out, grandpa's standing there. Uh, they don't know whether he is going to kill them or or what. And then all of a sudden, uh, the the old man that we that we've come to know as the leader of these old people shows up and he's trying to kill Laura. And that's kind of where you get another one of these voiceovers where she recounts the tale about how uh, the spirit that or the person that uh, breaks up families is cursed. The, the person that keeps families together is blessed and Ike ends up blowing the brains out of this this guy and tells the kids that he would never harm them uh he would never hurt them after after not speaking the whole movie he finally does say something and then they all run to the beach to uh, laura's boyfriend alex and he ferries them off on a boat somewhere as we see all these old people coming to the beach and smoke on the horizon from all the destruction that these old people have caused so all in all i i did enjoy the movie i thought it was good i thought it had some scary moments i thought it had some really creepy moments some creepy violence a lot of atmosphere they really did a good job of building tension where i think this movie lacked was plot and dialogue now that's the one thing that i find hard about this movie is i really can't talk about the actors because i don't know the actors they're nobody i've heard of these are all german actors and watching a, a foreign film it's really kind of hard to gauge uh how the actor is performing vocally when i don't understand the language and it's definitely hard when you're watching a performance 
but you're hearing an English overdub because uh, I, no offense to actors who who voice act in overdub foreign films, but usually the acting is not the best. And that's what you had with this. I mean, it wasn't horrible. I've heard a lot worse, but it wasn't wasn't great. And and sometimes. I always wonder if it's something lost in the translation, but sometimes dialogue in some of these foreign films seems a bit corny and hokey. And I've always wondered, is that the the translation is just off or... Is this how they actually talk in some of these foreign countries if if you were to translate it to English? But then I was watching a reviewer who is actually German, and I can't remember the, the name of the reviewer. Uh, Micah's Breakdown, I think it is. Does a great job, and he did a great job talking about this movie, but he's German. And, and the one thing I found interesting in, in him talking about this is that even he thought the dialogue seemed kind of hokey and kind of corny. So it, it wasn't so much anything lost in translation. It's just the dialogue is not very good. And I would agree with that wholeheartedly because, yeah, some of the dialogue was, was okay, but some of it just seemed very stiff and very... Like I said, kind of hokey and corny. People don't talk like that. And that's like one of the first rules of writing, whether it's a book, a movie, or a commercial. You have to write how people talk. So that's one of the things I thought uh, I really wasn't very big on. The dialogue was a lot to be desired. I didn't like the fact that they had all these just very convenient plot points. The tunnel between the two houses. That whole story about the spirits of breaking up families and keeping families together seemed a bit shoehorned and, and even out of place in some regards. I mean, there's probably some subtext about the, the broken family in this. And I don't know if the grandfather would even known that uh, as to whether he decided to to kill the old person or to to kill his grandkids. I, I don't know if that played into it. He seemed very pained as to what to do. That all just, I don't know, it just didn't make any sense. Either he was always going to protect his grandkids or you never really got the sense that he was, there was any inner turmoil because the guy never talked the whole freaking movie. So while I, I enjoy the fact that he did not kill his grandkids, that would have been a grim fare. But uh, I, I just, I don't know. I, it, the... The inner turmoil didn't play on the screen like I think they wanted it to play. Uh, another thing, uh, speaking of talking, this main character, this main old person who is the leader, uh, the Michael Myers, or the old Michael Myers wannabe, I liked this character because this character said nothing throughout the movie. And that gave this character some some weight and some heaviness and some... Uh, just the looks on his face were malevolent and wicked. And when he's sitting there chewing that food and letting it spit out as as he's kind of staring down Noah in the old folks' home, uh, it was just uh, it was oh, it was it, it was terrifying. This is the kind of guy you don't want at the end of a dark alley <laughs> staring you down, old person or not. Uh, and I like that this. This character had an air of mystery about it. It had an air of uh, wickedness about it. It felt very demonic in some ways. And then what do they do? They let him speak. Uh, they they capture him. They have him taped up to the, the stove. And, 
and they let him talk. And it just took all the mystery and all of the fright that you had as to who is this guy? Why is he doing this? And he explains it. And I just, uh, it just, it took any weight out of this character that it had. And it would have been better just to not let him talk. I think that is a huge failing on the part of the director. And it's a huge failing for this character because the actor who played it, when he doesn't talk, you can really just base the character on the physical performance and the facial expressions. And he did a fantastic job. He made this old man frightening, probably more frightening than Michael Myers was in Halloween Ends. But they they made him talk. And, and it, what even compounded that whole thing is that the voice actor they used to overdub uh, sounded like a much younger man than than the actor who played this character, and it just it, it took me out of the movie for a second, and and I really thought that was a, a huge failing of the movie. Voice acting aside, uh, just letting this character talk was, I think, uh, a horrible decision. And all the time and, and all of the imagery that you've invested in making this character scary. Uh, you just lost it all when you let this character talk. So I, I didn't like that at all. But up until that point, and, and even after that point, when he is attacking Laura and attacking Noah, the guy, you know, he got his mojo back and was was quite scary and all that because there again, he wasn't talking. He was just trying to kill for... Yeah, I mean, I suppose we have a reason now, but you know, why would he? Why would he kill little kids that, that had nothing to do with the fact that he's in an old folks' home? Uh, he's just killing for no reason, and and we don't know the reason, and just killing for killing's sake, and you don't know what's going on in his brain again, which that that made the character scary again. But still, you have that scene that we saw not too long ago pop up in your head, thinking, oh well. I've already heard him talk. I, I know why he's doing this. So yeah, it was, like I said, uh, I wasn't a big fan of that aspect of this this main old character. Renka, I believe his name was. I, I can't remember specifically. But the last thing I'll talk about is the the theme of this, which again, like I said, I, I like the theme. I appreciate the theme. Uh, we as a society do treat old people horribly. Uh, some of the living conditions in some of the old folks' homes that, that people are subjected to is abysmal. And uh, I, I think that is a good theme to, to bring to light. You know, we put our old people away in an old folks' home and then only visit on holidays or sometimes, you know, wait years to visit them. And that's a sad thing as well. We shouldn't uh, treat old people like that, but they just really... Uh, just pounded the bejesus out of this theme throughout this whole movie. At the end, they had another heavy-handed voiceover with Laura talking about how she asked her grandpa if there was ever a time when young people ever uh, treated old people right so this didn't happen. And he tells her that uh, he he thinks there probably was a time, but he can't remember. It's just It was like, oh, God. You're, you're killing me with, one, this whole dialogue, and, and two, the heavy-handedness of this message you're trying to put across. Uh, I, I'm on board with it. I like it. It's a good message, but Jesus Christ, could you use a little bit of subtlety and nuance uh, to tell that message and to put that message out there, for God's sakes. 
And there again, you got to blame the director because he is the writer and responsible for all of that. So, uh, you know, sometimes writers can direct and directors can write. And sometimes you have a, a director who writes their own thing and it turns out masterfully. But every once in a while, you come across something like this where this needed somebody else's more deft hand at, at writing. Uh, this could use a lot of help. Uh, tightening it up, uh, tying up loose ends, uh, making things make a little more sense, cutting the fat. I mean, not that this was a long movie, but it just had a lot of silliness and horrible dialogue and stupid things that didn't really need to be in the movie. The director slash writer was just spending too much time trying to incorporate uh, various lore into this that just needed streamlined or or cut down or, or cut out completely uh you didn't have to explain why this happened uh it just happens and what what do you do about it i i really think that when you try to explain too much through creating a backstory and a a lore that this is all based on sometimes it works but in this case it just didn't work because like i said there was just too many things going on the thing about the spirit the thing about uh, the who breaks up families and who uh, keeps families together the fact that this has happened before yet nobody seems to remember it there was just too much going on with lore to set this up and set up where he wanted this to go for it to to work succinctly so at its worst, this is one part. It reminded me a couple of South Park episodes. At its worst, Old People is a cross between uh, Halloween Ends, uh, South Park's Night of the Living Homeless, and Grey Dawn. Uh, at its worst, it's, it feels like a, a cross between all three of those. And, and I say the South Park episodes because the it almost feels like parody at some points uh, without being funny or ironic. And it's best. And, and I think there are a lot more good things about this movie that are bad. That's why I enjoyed watching this so much. It was all full of atmosphere. And it really, they did a good job with tension. And the... The cinematography on this was was fantastic. Ralph Nowak was the cinematographer on this, and I thought he did a really good job. I like the editing. I thought the, the jump scares were really good and effective without being over the top. The production design was really good. I thought the hospital looked good. I thought the, the farmhouse looked really good. It was it was one of those things where they had some beautiful shots, uh, especially early on when they're getting ready for the wedding, where there's just little bits of pollen or fluffy, flowery things kind of floating through the air as you get the, the sunset and the golden hue uh, across the the screen it just uh, there were some beautiful shots in this so i really like the cinema photography uh the set design the editing was all fantastic and the directing wasn't even that horrible i don't think it was a horribly directed film i just think it was a poorly written film based on a really good idea i loved the idea of this of old people just getting tired of our shit and going batshit crazy. I like the idea that there's some sort of entity that possesses these people. I just don't think it was explained or even done very well. As far as why this happened, you don't have to explain. Uh, but you can give a reason. And I don't think 
the director did a very good job explaining that because I don't even think he really understood exactly why this was going on. Uh, he was just kind of, let's throw as much shit against the wall as we can and see if it sticks sort of situation. But ultimately, I did enjoy the movie, and I'm glad I watched it. Will I watch it again? Probably not. But it was at least worth a watch because, like I said, it did have some creepy moments, some creepy atmosphere, very good at building tension. It had some gross, violent scenes. Uh, you know, the the old people, some of the, the primary old people figures that are kind of heading this revolution did a really good job being creepy on the screen and made this... Uh, a really enjoyable horror movie for all of its faults. And there are many faults with this movie. Uh, there's a lot of good things about it that did make it quite scary, quite chilling. Uh, you know, it, it made me kind of jump and send a chill down my spine on a couple of occasions. And, and that's, you know, that's what I'm looking for in a horror movie. So there you have it. That's my look at the Netflix film, Old People. Check it out. Like I said, it's it's worth at least a watch. You're probably not going to want to go back and watch it. Uh, I might watch it again just to watch it without the overdubs and maybe watch it uh, with just subtitles. But... Uh, but I don't know. We'll see. But I want to thank everyone for tuning in here. My thoughts on the Netflix film, Old People. Please check out Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop on Facebook. We're always posting trailers to the latest movies and series, as well as sharing articles from all over the internet and add my two cents uh, about whatever the articles happen to be about, uh, because I can't help myself. I got to you know, I got to chime in, but, uh, but check that out on our Facebook page and don't forget to check us out on Instagram as well as wherever you're listening to this podcast, uh, whatever platform, please uh, subscribe, follow, like it, uh, share it with your friends that love horror, fantasy, and science fiction. And as always, leave a review. Five stars would be awesome. And we would definitely appreciate that. So until next time. Thank you for visiting Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. We hope that you found something to your liking and visit the shop again soon. But even though you may come back, you never really get to leave Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. Ha 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 ha!